Good morning, it's Monday, July 29th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Egyptian Islamists sit in, seethe, and wait. Detroit looks to health law to ease costs, and momentum builds to check NSA surveillance. In today's national headlines, man of no nation saw one world of no war. Support of gun laws prompts recall push in Colorado. And Vietnam War hero Bud Day dies at 88. In today's financial headlines, weak end to Europe's solar panel case on China. Few suitors to build a new Marine One helicopter. And Jackson's earnings potential as pop artist is at the heart of a wrongful death lawsuit. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Bill Keller. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Cairo by Robert Worth. Egyptian Islamists sit in, seethe, and wait. Among the muddy, crowded tents where tens of thousands of Muslim Brotherhood members have been living for weeks in a vast sit-in protest, men in Islamic dress can still be seen carrying incongruous signs above the teeming crowd. Liberals for Morsi, Christians for Morsi, actors for Morsi. It is the vestige of a plea for diverse allies in the Brotherhood's quest to reinstate President Mohamed Morsi, who was ousted by the military on July 3rd. But in the wake of the bloody street clashes that took place just outside the sit-in early on Saturday, leaving at least 72 Brotherhood supporters dead and hundreds wounded, another more embattled language can be heard among the masses gathered around a large outdoor stage. Many Brotherhood members are enraged by the reaction of Christian leaders and the secular elite, who, the Islamists say, seem to ignore or even endorse the killings, as the Brotherhood prepares for the possibility that the sit-in will be forcibly dispersed by the police and that the organization will be driven underground, it faces a crisis that could shape its identity for years to come. For all its stated commitment to democracy and nonviolence, the Brotherhood's only reliable partners now are other Islamist groups whose members may be more willing to use violent or radical tactics partners that would tar the Brotherhood's identity as a more pragmatic movement with a broader base. Now there's just one big Islamist camp on one side and the military on the other, and the differences between the Brotherhood and other Islamists are blurred, said Khalil al-Alnani, an expert on Islamist movements and Egyptian politics at Durham University in England. It's a populist confrontation on both sides, driven by hatred. With Mutsevich leadership, including Morsi, held incommunicado, the Brotherhood has been unable to conduct any high-level internal dialogue. Its options are limited in any case, because to back down now with no guarantee from Egypt's interim government that the Brotherhood would be spared deeper repression in the future could be political suicide. In a sense, the Brotherhood's struggle in recent weeks has been a return to painfully familiar ground. Banned for decades under President Hosni Mubarak and his predecessors, the group grew and matured under the pressure of constant police harassment. Now, many Islamists seem to believe that if the Brotherhood falls, they and the cause of political Islam will fall with it. What is strange is that we followed the democratic game very well, said Yahya Abdul Samia, a middle-aged man with the bushy, unkempt beard favored by the ultra-conservative Islamists known as Salafis. 
We joined the elections. We did what they wanted us to. Then we're faced with military force. He added in English with a pained smile, Game over.